And we're back. So, as you know, this is the measure of an episode. Our continuing mission is to explore what makes a Star Trek episode a proper Star Trek episode and not just quality or crappy TV using three criteria. Is something sci-fi directly related to the plot? Is there a moral or ethical dilemma present? And some third thing that we have yet to determine. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Paul. We are doing season six episode Relics. Of next generation. <laughs> ever since, ever since I told you to do it from macro to micro in terms of information, like show episode or show season episode, it trips you up every single. I can hear you. I can hear your brain like <laughs> screeching to a halt, trying to put those put them into the right order. I well, yeah, okay. So you saying that? I think I'm going to do it micro to macro instead. I feel like that for me feels so much better. We are performing, or we are discussing, we are analyzing relics. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, have the, I, don't, I don't have the blurb up. Yeah. I, I'll just read it. Okay. The Enterprise stumbles upon a Dyson sphere with a ship crashed on the outer surface. Short and sweet. Yes. And that blurb like really that doesn't blurb. tell you a whole lot. Shh. What is that? That blurb really doesn't tell you a whole lot about the episode. Uh, but what's really cool about it is that the thumbnail, the thumbnail right there tells you uh, like who's in it and what the big reveal is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't really tell you necessarily everything about it, but it is kind of cool that they dedicated an entire episode to an old cast member, yes. to an original series cast member. Yes. That's kind of nice because I think McCoy was in it just briefly in the pilot or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. McCoy's um, in the in the pilot and then Spock was in actually an episode, uh, just a two-parter, just a couple episodes previous. Right, but I think he's not in every other scene. He is not, right? no, or in most yeah. scenes. No, he, that is, was that was definitely a cameo where it was like, "Oh my gosh, it's Leonard Nimoy." Yeah, yeah. This is truly about Scotty. Yes, this was a Scotty sure. episode. Yeah, this was an right. original series character episode in a Next Generation series episode. Right. Yeah. Um, and yet another episode dealing with a large metallic sphere in space that they find. Right. Like, oh yeah. We watched it. Right. It's weird. Yeah, it's it's just crazy how like there actually is a like it's almost like a telephone connection between them or you know whatever however that would be like there's something from the previous episode that ties into the next episode that has nothing related to it. Yeah, it's called our random generator that is <laughs> that somehow is not random anymore. Right. It's somehow curating a, a a watching experience for us. Yeah, it's it's finding things within the episodes that it's not watching because it's literally in an Excel spreadsheet. It's So I will say this was an amazing episode. It was a fantastic episode, but I'm not entirely sure it's a Star Trek episode. So, But you think it was a Star Trek episode? Oh, well, I don't know. Uh, frankly, it's hard. It's hard for me. Well, no. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. Definitely okay. was a Star Trek episode. Definitely. Okay. You're wrong. <laughs> All right. So that'll be a good discussion yeah. at the end. Let's see what happens. <laughs> uh, so it starts. It hits the ground running. Just like as my favorite type of, of Star Trek episode hits the ground running. Right. They, they're, they get right into it and they, they come upon this Dyson sphere. And for some reason, uh, Riker doesn't know what a Dyson sphere is. And I understand why they gave that, that capacity to Riker because they needed somebody to explain. Someone had to be the idiot. Right. <laughs> um, like, where's Wesley when you need him? Uh, to be fair, though, Wesley, it's, it's a theory from 400 years ago. Yeah. For them, not for us. Right. It's fairly recent for us. Yeah. yeah, For them, it's it's something that would have, I I would imagine they would have encountered before this moment. Yes, Riker was playing the the idiot here for the audience, but I feel like also 
his delivery could be both ways. I mean, it's definitely more of a, a, I don't, I don't have no idea what that is, but it's one of those things where like, you've heard the term, but you don't remember what it is. And, right. you know, and Picard, Picard's totally like condescending. Yes, it's so old. I would imagine you don't know what it is. Like, <laughs> it's not that, I mean, making yes, comments it's about old, my age, it, are you? It's like, it's gravity. Have you heard of gravity? No. <laughs> what is that? It's a very old theory discovered it's like no you would encounter this all the time right i i think uh, not like gravity you you encounter all the time discussing a dyson sphere like being able to harness the well, energy of a star so you'd have unlimited energy like no. my point is just because a theory is old doesn't mean you wouldn't encounter it right especially something that that i'm sure like it, it, they would be always be trying to, as a as a technologically advanced society they would always be trying to find new ways to harness energy and this would be one of them and you don't have to make a dyson sphere to incorporate the theory into harnessing energy from a star like they, there are there are variations on the dyson sphere theory where you could be just part of a sphere or sections of a sphere and that, that kind of thing. And so, which I'm assuming that they will have tried at some point in the Star Trek universe. It's just that they needed somebody to uh, act as the audience, to stand in for the audience. Sure, and right. Riker was for some reason that guy. I don't know why they couldn't have had some ensign walk in and say, what's a Dyson sphere? And they kill him <laughs> you know, 20 minutes later. But, <laughs> but they, Riker was that person. Yes, right. Riker was the one they killed. It was it was total shock. Yeah, not a lot of forethought on the writer's part. I mean, it is season so six. they cut that scene out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said six, not seven seasons. Damn it! <laughs> so they go into orbit, right? And there is one little sort of nitpicky, sciencey thing. A Dyson sphere would be so big. It's not like it's the size of a planet. It's the size of the orbit of a planet around a star, a star. They don't really go into how massive that would be. And they kind of brush past it. They say it's the size of the, of the, of the orbit of the, of the planet earth. Right. So imagine that, imagine a, some sort of gigantic sphere of that size. And when they come into orbit around it, it still has a curve to it. And I don't know how far away they're orbiting it from, but it must be somewhat close because they eventually go into it without waiting <laughs> two days of travel time, right? So <laughs> right. so it still has a curve to it. And something that big, if they were up close enough to have any kind of, to see any kind of resolution or clarity on what the surface looked like, it would just be, it would look like a wall. Right. It would be so big. It would just look like a vertical wall to them. Yeah, no, that's like, it would, it would take them, if it was the size of the Earth's orbit around the sun, it would take them a year to orbit around it. Going at the speed of, of the Earth's orbit. But, I mean, <laughs> right, which is actually yeah. really fast. It's really fast, yeah. I mean, it, it, <laughs> That's the, true. the enormity of a Dyson sphere is, is almost unfathomable. Right. right? It's, it's almost the idea of, well, what's the distance from here to the sun? And I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's millions and millions of miles or something it, like well, that. Well, it's one astronomical unit, but yes. Right, yeah. <laughs> which helps nothing, <laughs> right. by the way. <laughs> Surprised you didn't know that, Paul. I think just giving it that little bit of a curve was just to demonstrate to the stupid audience that they are orbiting a sphere when they go in that means from the moment they enter <clears throat> the star should be should appear as the size of the sun if it is the if the the outside of the sphere is the distance from the earth to the sun then that means when they go in the sun should be that small right the star should and be that not. small yeah 
And but yeah, also, I mean, they've got an enhanced screen, so like it could easily have appeared larger. But I think I feel like right. there were a couple external shots of the Enterprise. I could be remembering wrong. It could have just been all through the screen, but yeah, they cheated it. And by the way, it's like zoom in on the sun, please. <laughs> it's like <laughs> we don't need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But conversely, you can you can take your iPhone and you can film the sun and you can look through it and it's just a white dot and you can zoom in and it you know it it takes up white on your screen, but the, you zooming in on the sun does not blind you. Right, and there's there's nothing to see. Right, it doesn't right. change. It's not like oh, the sun's interesting today. Right? <laughs> right. Did you see that? Zoom in. Zoom in. Did you, did you see the sun today? <laughs> All right. So we haven't even gotten to the opening credits yet. <laughs> <laughs> right, which is sort of. It was disappointing to me because I was like, Dyson Sphere, sweet. This is awesome. And then they go down to the ship that's crash landed and they discover that uh, Scotty has trapped himself inside of a transporter with an endless diagnostic going. And when they when they go through that whole explanation as to why uh, they, that someone could be like, that way for 75 years, they could they could trap themselves or 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 store themselves right. in a transporter buffer. Uh, that to me is Star Trek at its best. Oh yeah, because not only was it a bunch of techno babble, and the concept was like a science fiction concept. It was very sound. It's like, yes. Oh well, you can store people, but uh, in the past in Star Trek, that's a very dangerous proposition. It's very unstable, right? Right? Because I'm, I'm getting the sense that it's a lot of information to store in this buffer, and. If it's there, it degrades. They they use that word a lot uh-huh, uh-huh. when describing translators. Well, and so yeah. they they set up that that notion that it is a dangerous thing. Yes. Right? That transporting is not necessarily one hundred percent foolproof. And so they handle that by giving you plausible explanation that I can follow. Not no, number one, knowing that Star Trek isn't real. Right. <laughs> and number two, uh, no, only having a a viewer's understanding of what all of that terminology means that they use to explain why the the buffer didn't degrade right and that that to me is why it's at its best like it's it's a great concept they explain the concept within the rules of star trek and you understand it and you're like you're sucked in you're like oh my god what who's gonna show up right i can't imagine if you hadn't seen the the previews watching this on cable in the early 90s and you're watching and all of a sudden scotty shows up how much fun would that have been? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That would have been so cool. Yeah. And then he had the other person that like something happened with whatever was holding him together and he was almost half gone. Like there was 53%. Yeah, Franklin. Yeah, Franklin. Franklin's pattern degraded 53%. Yep. So that means he died. What I, what I really wanted to happen was they rematerialize him anyway. And he's just a head. He's just a talking head. And that's a new character for the show. <laughs> Yeah, that maybe would too far. Tell me you wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, maybe an arm, just so he's not, you know, just you know, Ugh. floating around. No. So no, I, not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Well, we'll think about it. Don't say no right away. Okay. Okay. All right. So anyway, so uh, they beam Scotty back aboard, and he's, you know, they have sort of the requisite moments of of him being, I guess, thrust seventy five years into the future, which is not the same as Abraham Lincoln, but yes. <laughs> Right. And, and, uh, you know, I'm okay with it. I think they, they go in a little too far with this, do this a little bit too much. I understand it's all in the, uh, for the benefit of, I guess, the moral theme of this show, which is Scotty being now 75 years out of date, uh, is really useless 
right? As would anybody who is 75, who is thrust 75 years in the future without the knowledge, the benefit of the knowledge that happened in that 75 years. I can, I can certainly understand that being the case. Right. Um, I just, I don't know. They, it felt heavy handed. And so which part of, of him being thrust 75 years into the future felt heavy handed to you? His like questioning all of the, the new stuff or. Yeah. And, and you know, especially when he goes into engineering where, they they have to. I understand that they have to do it, but I just got a little tired of it. Where they have to show him reacting to some sort of new thing, like the, with the dilithium crystals thing. He's like, "Did you know your dilithium crystals are going to fracture?" And then LaForge has to frustratingly say, "No, we we do this, this, and this. That's that's an old way of doing it. We do the the, the new way, and it's better." Right? Mm-hmm. They do that mm-hmm. three or four times. Right? No, no, no. I I, I agree. Uh, like I. I... I really liked how it was all handled, like that LaForge really was trying to get his business done and the fact that he was still being respectful. He's like, I am happy to give you a tour to answer all of your questions when I finish this. Um, right. But one of the things um, one of the things that was um, kind of the, the behind the scenes stuff, which was the how the episode was written and like I feel like why it was done so well was because – they were they wanted to show those two clashing personalities where Scotty always wanted to be an engineer. He lived for engineering. He, you know, like the, the thought was when he had his downtime, he was reading technical manuals. But LaForge wants to be on the ship and he was assigned engineering. Now, he's good at his job. You know, he's great at his job, but it's not it's not his life. When he's off duty, he's at 10 forward. He's at the holodeck like he is. He he's a member of the crew. He doesn't live and die for engineering. And so yeah, he's simulating uh, real people in the holodeck so we can have sex with them. <laughs> right. You know, like you do. So, yeah, I agree. Like, I feel like it was a little heavy handed. But conversely, I feel like Scotty would have been a little impatient and eager to know all these things. And LaForge would be the best person. And so there was this clash of LaForge willing to do it, but not doing it right now. And Scotty wanting it now because this is what his passion is. Yeah, and he, I think he immediately feels helpless and and, right. and useless, and so he wants to. But there's something about that, though. So if if you, well, first of all, speaking of Jordy, uh, you know, we get Dick Jordy. We, you know, there's two personalities that Jordy has: the super polite, um, uh, nice guy Jordy, and then there's Dick Jordy. And this episode was definitely Dick Jordy. Through, um, through the whole thing for the most part like i mean he's 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 kind of like i mean even when picard says hey give him something to do i'm tired of him <laughs> like, <laughs> like give, give him something him to do and, and yeah and, <laughs> and jordy's like fine okay you owe me one though <laughs> <laughs> that's how i whenever the captain orders me to do something it's how i would end the conversation all right but you owe me one <laughs> right well, because this one wasn't an order, but no, I I totally saw it as LaForge like acquiescing and being like, all right, I see your point. Okay, I'll I'll take him with me, yeah, or I'll go with him. That's what it was. I'll go with him, not you know, I'll take him with me. Because <laughs> right. you're, I think I think you're right. Because up until that, I mean, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but I think you're right. At, at that point, because <laughs> Dick Jordy was like, well, all right, I'll sign some other person, and Picard's like, well, I'd really like for it to be you, and you know, and then he goes into his like. <laughs> I'm old too, and I know what that's going to be like. And so Jordy's like, "All right, I see your point." Let's talk about this for a second. Okay. So he basically time traveled into the future seventy five years, right? Which is a very long time. Yes, especially in a technologically advanced society. I mean, that's almost twenty one hundred so, for us. Yeah, which yeah. is crazy. Can right. you imagine? No, what we would find besides a burning wasteland <laughs> in the future? COVID. <laughs> when the ensign shows him to his quarters. 
right? Mm. And it's this gigantic quarters, and Scotty has to sort of get into his lecturing thing uh, about how when you know when I would back when in I my was day, in this dark yeah, quarter, I remember yeah, this, back yeah. in my and the ensign's all like annoyed, right? And like, dude, first of all, Scotty is from what I can tell a famous Federation officer, right? Famous. He's been through all of this stuff that no doubt people study at Starfleet Academy, right? So there's that. Also, there's this, like, this guy, like, don't you have questions for this guy? Like, hey, when you were battling God in, (laughs) (laughs) what was that like, right? Like, wouldn't you have, you would have questions for anybody who had just time traveled 75 years and who was famous. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... He, but he's just annoyed that he wants to go back and, and continue scrubbing the toilets, right? I've got to, I've got my my work to do. It's, it was it was bizarre to me. Like everybody shouldn't everybody be lining up to ask this famous Federation officer questions? He would be. He, it's like having a celebrity on board your ship who's been dead, by the way, <laughs> right. dead for four score. Um, yeah. But you would you would learn about the history of the Enterprise. I feel like that would be one of the things that would be like one of the requirements before you got on to actually be on the flagship. But consequently, also the expectations and the standards are a lot higher. So the fact that like his his assignment was to show Scotty to his quarters and then he you know, he's like, I've, I've got to get back to my job. Like, I don't want to be dismissed and put at the next like way station after, you know. <laughs> After this, he's this like, song. "Look, the audience doesn't know my name. Like, that's just <laughs> that's how that's it's really bad for me. Please don't make yeah, me lose my job. Yeah. I'm as good as dead. Okay, buddy. <laughs> right? Do you see this red shirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think I think you're right. Like, I think he would know who Scotty is, and like he probably would have lots of questions. And I think that it could have been played a little bit differently for that reason. But I think that, um, I think that absolutely, like the fact that he was still on duty, he was like, look." It's awesome being with you. I don't want to get fired. Please let me go. And by the way, it wouldn't be a Star Trek show without a little misogyny. Yeah. When he's with Crusher and she's healing his hand or whatever, like he she he has to comment on how pretty she is. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Just every every time, man. Yep. And I get it. Like he, they're trying to make him out to be charming and a nice guy. Right. But that's that's I, that that's not really how it is received most of the time is my guess yeah i'm i mean and i i could be completely wrong with this having no medical background but i feel like also that is something that medics have to deal with all the time lecherous old men like whether or not they have lecherous intentions they like even if they're just trying to be sweet like the doctor's not interested probably happens the other way around too <laughs> where um, doctors are hitting on their patients and the patients are like, what are you doing? What do you mean the other way no, around? No, where, where dude or yeah, where dude doctors have to worry about, you know, female patients hitting on them all the time. Right. I mean, it happens to me and I'm not even a doctor. <laughs> well then stop dressing up as one and going into the offices. Hey, it gets me free coffee. I do whatever I want. <laughs> That's always been like something I've wanted to do is dress up in scrubs. And go to Starbucks and see if anybody serves me better or just I, looks at me okay. differently. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You meant you meant free coffee at like coffee shops. I thought you meant you dress up in a doctor's coat, go to doctor's offices, pour yourself a cup of coffee. <laughs> oh, just you mean at the communal coffee yeah. machine? Yeah. <laughs> the doctor's office around the corner has the most amazing creamer. Like I just go, <laughs> their coffee's <laughs> sludge, but that creamer like just 
tops it off, makes it great. <laughs> but everybody wears scrubs around all the time now. Even I mean, you can buy, you can go and buy scrubs. Anybody can. So I, have, I would yeah, need I to actually. Canvas, yeah. I would. I would need to actually wear the mask into Starbucks as well. Well, but like now the, that wouldn't make a difference mask. either. Like everybody has surgical no, masks. Right well, that's now. true. Well, I, then I'd need to put some blood on it or something. <laughs> eh, that's me. Like I need a coffee now. <laughs> I'm in the middle of surgery. I'm dozing off. I should be defibrillating somebody while ordering my latte. <laughs> There's no time. <laughs> okay, so Scotty eventually makes his way to ten forward. Yes, uh, and again, once again, nobody seems to give a crap about one of the most famous Star, famous Star Trek officers that has just walked in. <laughs> like, except for cares. except for Data, who seems smitten. Yeah, he's smitten, which rightly so. Right, he's the only one that makes sense. And by the way, so. I didn't know this happened. There's a waiter at 10 forward. So somebody asks him what he wants. And I, I I've never seen that happen before. I, I, right. I mean, usually people have their drinks, but I do, I do feel like I've seen people carrying around trays of drinks, either picking them up or dropping them off. So I, I, I don't feel like this is the first time. It may be the first time that there's been one who has talked and like taken an order. Because it's just business that you have to like, I can understand why you wouldn't want to do that, but Yes, there's a bartender usually, right? But not a like somebody walking around with a tray. Oh, it struck me as odd. Yeah, no, I, I it didn't even phase me. But you're right. Like I don't recall any scenes having to deal with actual like waiters before. And I wonder if that scene was written with the waiter, or if it was originally written with Guinan and Whoopi Goldberg wasn't available, and so they like they rewrote it to include Data and right. the waiter. Maybe that's a good right? point. Although I I can see why it shouldn't have been Guinan because. Guy is one of the coolest characters ever in television. Yes. Right. And, and I feel like you don't want to waste her on something like this, where he's like, what is scotch? Well, sent the hall is this thing where we have this thing. Oh, that's sent the hall. Like you don't want that conversation with Guinan. Right. No, I would agree with that. Um, what got him to 10 forward was actually having a scene with counselor Troy, um, that was deleted. And, um, and she was asking him, you know, like, how was he feeling being back? And, you know, and, um, and they, they, she asked him a question of like, do you want to know what happened to your family or, or friends? And so he said something like, I'm not ready to go there yet. Or, you know, that's, um, like that's personal and I don't want to talk about it or something like that. Um, uh, because like, that is, that is surprisingly absent from this. It's like, he, he asked no one about his family and friends or anything like that. So, which is surprisingly, um, the most poignant when he leaves at the very end of the episode to me, because he gets into the, the runabout or the ship that they just give him (laughs) on an extended loan. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need it. Uh, and he's in there. He goes in there alone and I get kind of felt sad for Scotty in that moment because he knows nobody Mm. because he's all by himself. He's going to this thing. He knows zero people. Yeah. And I don't, he doesn't say where he's going, but I'm assuming he's going to set course directly into a star. Uh, because he's so miserable and everybody knew that they knew like look we're all gonna do the math on this one just give them we can get a new one they're free but on the same uh, on the flip side of that like he's you know like you said he's a celebrity and he's back from the dead like he's basically got the world at his feet at this point right also he had done something with the transporter that no one had ever thought to do even in that 75 years Right. So I'm assuming that they would want to ask him about that, perhaps develop some new technology. Yeah. uh, For stasis and whatnot, because that's one thing that's absent from Star Trek is any kind of stasis 
where you can be put, you know, asleep, quote unquote, for long periods of time for a long distance travel. So actually, that, that would have been the way to handle Voyager <laughs> if they had thought of that. But they didn't think of that. That also would not be a very exciting show. <laughs> anyway. So speaking of technology, so he goes onto the holodeck. Yeah, and what's interesting about this is that he creates the bridge of the old Enterprise. Right? Yes. And they actually, I can tell that they didn't recreate their Enterprise. They used stock footage. And they they cleverly kind of shot around, like they had a background for him. Uh, they, had a, they, they probably made like a door and a wall for him to walk in front of. And everything else was just blue screen or green screen or whatever you want to call it. Like he was never on that bridge. It was just a shot, probably an old stock shot they they filmed in the 60s. And they just inserted him into it because it would have been very expensive to recreate that bridge just for this episode. Right. But there actually was a significant amount of the bridge recreated for those shots. Right. But they, they couldn't. I mean, it, you can tell. You can tell that he's it's a blue screen. Yeah. They're, for, they're, for, especially the wide shots. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, obviously, when they. they the two wide shots are when he first walks in um, and when he leaves and, you know, he says that classic line, computer shut this bloody thing off. Um, but other than that, the the close-ups of him in the seat and Picard being in there with him, those shots, he those, – those set pieces were recreated. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anything he interacts with obviously is real. Right. But it was interesting. I mean you can't really tell unless you're looking for it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which I thought was kind of cool. So it was kind of neat. In that scene, they were originally going like in the script. They had, uh, they had the the crew there, and he was going to be interacting with them um, through cut footage, much like uh, Trials and Tribulations. But it it was too expensive at the time, so they they cut that and just made it the empty bridge. Right. They spent all their money on James Doohan. Yeah. <laughs> so he he hangs out with Picard. Hangs out with Scotty for a while. They get drunk together. So this is the thing about. Picard that they do where anything that he happens to be doing, he is seemingly expert at including drinking whiskey. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we never see the man drink anything. And then he's just Other throwing back tea. shots. I mean, I meant like booze. I mean, maybe like a handful of times throughout the whole episode or the whole show. Yet he's just throwing back two or three, four shots of this stuff, you right. know, and he's just and they make they make a point to make it seem like oh he's he can hold his liquor no problemo. They do that with all anything that he does, uh-huh. whether it's whether it's like rock climbing, like he's he's this magnificent rock climber when he needs to be right. in the in the episode, or he's he's this super well educated archaeologist when he needs to be. Mm-hmm. Or he like he's a, a a legal scholar when it comes to Confederation law. Like it, it, they they do not show a lot of blind spots or holes in his expertise. Sure, so, I mean, it's true with a lot of the captains. You know, all the captains can do everything. Just like Kirk is a diplomat, magically <laughs> trained as a diplomat. <laughs> what? Just because he was trained, I mean, you know, he probably slept his way through that class, literally and figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, you beat me to the joke, the sex joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, he he did technically take that class, but there were more things he took in that class. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that disappointed me the most about this episode was that the Dyson Sphere plot is the B plot, right? right? 
according to all of our criteria and how we determine all that stuff, the stuff we don't talk about anymore. Yeah. Cause they're relevant. Mm-hmm. It's, it just, I, I, I care about Scotty. That's fun. But at the same time, I don't really care about Scotty. I just want them to talk more about the Dyson sphere and who lived there. That, that to me is way more intriguing that they just brush over. First of all, when they go in to the Dyson sphere, when the enterprise goes in, the outside looks like it's it's not like a ship, right? It's actually has been terraformed. Yeah, yeah, like on it, the inside, right? Yeah. And if the whole thing is like that, that would mean trillions of people lived there. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, if not quadrillions, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, because of how much I mean, they, they should have. Yeah, they should have a, a show, a new Star Trek show. Like they, a whole season could have been spent in that. In that, like, they were stuck in there, and they had to go in and explore the the. I mean, it, it would have literally a solar system's worth of of life, and and especially because it went unchecked for however like like hundreds of years they said like there was nobody in there, so they just let it grow, and it was still green and stuff. Right. So, ah, I'm, I'm kind of sad because obviously they they wanted to talk about a Dyson sphere on Star Trek. They're like, well, let's use it for the Scotty episode, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I just I, it bummed me out. Yeah, well, no, and I mean, before you saying that, I was fine with it, but you're right. Like, there was so much introduced with the Dyson Sphere being there that it's sad that they didn't cover it. But on the flip side, I can kind of see, like, it's almost too much to use. Like, you're you're right. It would have to be, like, a whole season or at least a two-parter. But then we're just doing yeah. a two-parter of them exploring a Dyson Sphere that's been abandoned, and that's, you know. Well, obviously, it would end up not being abandoned. Right. There would be some kind of there'd be the newt from aliens that they found <laughs> or they could find the literal newt from aliens. <laughs> that would be fine with me, too. Ridley just dropped her off here. Hey, right. Right. All kinds of crossovers happening. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of cool if they like if they had discovered something and they realized like either there was some kind of catastrophe or there was a reason why the Dyson Sphere needed to like remain ignored and neglected. Um, so it wound right. up. You know, like they they struck the the captain's log from their records and, you know, the reports and all that kind of thing. Um, That would have been that would have been a neat little like two parter with this being the prequel to it. But it's I mean, it'd be so cool if they did this with any of the the upcoming shows like Lower Decks or the Captain Pike or, you know, even Picard, something where all of these episodes that introduce new concepts or introduced questions at the end that were never explored later like the the larval insects from that one terrifying episode of like the first or second season of star trek where they they realized that they were sending a a beacon you know to it was a beacon to call those to call something to them you know like there's there's all of these threads left dangling that would be very cool to at the very least make a, a side comment to to resolve them or not if not have like a complete episode or a complete series devoted to exploring those threads more. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, huge tangent to say that <laughs> the the Enterprise gets sucked into the Dyson Sphere. They get sucked in and they realize that their their momentum is pulling them into the star. But eventually Scotty and Jordy band together and are able to rescue the Enterprise with a very heavy-handed moment of old tech, old guy symbolism where they use old tech from the old guy to solve a modern problem, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that happens. And so they're using... 
occurred to me. They're using the ship as a doorstop. Yes. So the doors don't close, but they can't, you know, they, they can't move. And so they're going to have to destroy the ship. Why, first of all, why they would park the ship. They're square doors. So why would they park the ship in the middle of, of the doorway <laughs> so the Enterprise can't get through? Yeah, yeah. That was bad planning. Right. But anyway, so the plan is that they're going to beam them out and then shoot the ship so it destroys the ship so the Enterprise can get out. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And so – and it happens in a mill. So Picard says, bridge the transporter, energize. Fire torpedo, uh-huh. and then it explodes, right? And they leave. <laughs> yeah. What I was expecting was like, he's like, bridge to transporter, energize, fire torpedoes, it explodes, and then the transporter room says, uh, sir, can you say again we had a bit of a transmission? <laughs> should I beam them out now? <laughs> I was actually expecting um, we, we were only able to get Jordy out. That's actually what I was expecting. Oh, that would have been interesting. Although, I don't know. I, li- I liked the ending. The ending was fine with me that he lives and is like, yeah. fine. Now, now he lives in the future. Right, right. Right? Which he doesn't seem excited about at all. <laughs> right? At all. Well, uh, I mean, his his ship just blew up. So anything that he had. Trans- it was just a transport. Right? <laughs> it wasn't like, it wasn't, he, he didn't build it or anything. True. But I mean, did he take any of his stuff with him? Onto the Enterprise? I'm assuming so when he first came on, although he does beam on with nothing. Right. He has no luggage. Yeah, because maybe he thought the ship was going to be there just fine. And, you know, he's like, <laughs> then when they started to decide on the shields thing, he's like, oh, well, um, oh, okay. I just, <laughs> just had some yeah. personal effects that yeah. I didn't think would be destroyed. <laughs> I didn't think it would be vaporized by a photon torpedo. <laughs> and so they, they do this thing where they surprise him. It was it was constructed weirdly. Where walk me through this? I don't remember what happens. So Jordy's walking him, and he's talking about one of the like I think season two episodes where the the space jellyfish thought that the Enterprise was its mother. Um, yeah. And they yeah, and they're they're walking yeah they're walking to some place, and and Jordy says, "I got a surprise for you, right? Yes, or something to that effect, like, right? right? Like, they, like there's." And then he just walks in. I'm assuming, based on the context, that he was leaving. Right. So he's, I've got a surprise for you. And the surprise was, they're all going to say bye to you. <laughs> like, what? That's well, I a think, surprise? I, I think the... So, okay. So with that being said, I wonder if... They didn't show this, but I wonder if they had made it to... No, then why would they give him a shuttle? <laughs> What's the surprise? I mean, you weren't just going to throw me out the airlock? <laughs> right. Well, uh, thank you, I guess. <laughs> But anyway, I guess he just gets in, he gets into his runabout and flies away. It made me sad for Scotty. Right. No, and that's that's a really good point about Scotty. Like, I mean, he's he's about to go into a world that he knows nothing about with no one there to help him. But again, if you know, if it's any comfort, he would be a celebrity. I mean, if for no other reason because this military official just came back from the dead 75 years later. Even if you don't know who Captain Montgomery Scott is, that's amazing in and of itself. Right. It's sort of like, I mean, before the musical came out, if if you were to say, do you know who Alexander Hamilton is? I would have been like, yeah, I've heard of him. I don't know anything about him other than he was a founding father, but I've heard his name. Right. You know, he was, he was important. And I do know that much. That's probably what most people, I would think that they have studied all the stuff that Scotty did, if he was as brilliant as people make him out to be. Well, yeah. And then for that to, you know, to be like, uh, do you know Alexander Hamilton? You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of familiar with him. He's he's the one who got shot by Aaron Burr, right? You're like, yeah. 
Uh, he's in my living room. <laughs> and man, is he a dick. <laughs> dick, dick Hamilton. <laughs> and then that's the episode. Yeah. We got through the whole episode. <laughs> right? <laughs> made it. We made it. And so, okay, so you don't think this is a, a proper Star Trek episode? No, because I I just have a hard time justifying the moral dilemma you know, or the ethical dilemma. Like, there, there is the personal issue of, you know, uh, of, a, of a relic. You know, how can you make it useful in modern times? But I don't feel like that was really a moral or an ethical dilemma. It's not so much a dilemma. It's is someone still um, valid and useful and relevant, even if they're old and out of date, But I suppose. Okay, so, I mean, even if it's just a question being posed, is that a moral or ethical question? Well, they, they go through the whole episode— Asking the question, yeah, and uh, ostensibly proving it the, the question right, which are proving the question, the answer to the question to be no, and then with that last bit, Scotty comes up with a an old tech way, quote unquote old tech, to to subvert the no that the, it's it's ultimately a yes, and so they 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 spend the whole episode trying to answer that question, and to me that that counts but is that question a moral or ethical question that's my that's my question i think it's ethical i think that i mean we're especially dealing with that now where there are people who are out of work for whatever reason and they're 50 and 60 and they're learning how to program right because that's the only jobs they can get and so i think i think it's relevant i you know it's not it's not a should we intervene with a a planet that is bound to be destroyed by an asteroid that can't defend itself (laughs) Which I'm fine that's with. That's a different kind of uh, yeah. That's that's a different kind of moral dilemma. But I don't think this is a, a an inv- invalid one. Okay. Um, but and nor do I know if they were trying to. It wasn't. I don't think this was a social commentary in any kind of way. Um, at least it didn't feel like it. But I do think it was. You know, they they to me it was clear that they set out to answer that question and they ultimately did. Right. Oh yeah. No. No. Like they they did pose that question and they did answer it by the end. I was just. I was just sitting as to whether or not it was it was a moral or ethical question. Like I understood what the question was. I just right. you know had a hard time saying whether or not it was an actual moral or ethical question. And consequently, if the answer was no to that, then that would make it not a Star Trek episode. Right. I would say that Jordy is in his action, not in words, but in action, trying to discard Scotty. He felt that he was discardable at least, right? Because he didn't know anything. He he didn't belong. He was in the way. He even says that you're in the way, right? And uh, that he's eventually proven wrong. But but I think that 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 to me is a is an ethical question. That yeah. are you in the way, right? If just because you're old and and out of date, I suppose if you're trying to keep a starship full of people alive, yes, <laughs> you're in the way. <laughs> uh, but the the greater question, I think, was. To me, to me, an ethical slash morality. Yeah. No, and I, that's fair. Okay. So I can, I will concede and say that, yeah, this, I mean, this was a great episode. And so I'm, yeah, I'm cool. happy to say that it was, it was a great Star Trek episode too. If not for anything, but it's potential. They had set up, and I think that counts as an episode when you're right. Like if you, if you could essentially create an entire show about one episode, the idea of the Dyson Sphere, and they didn't just say, we didn't just see the outside right? Where it's just this metal ball. We went into the inside and they had the, the wherewithal to say like, oh no, they terraformed the whole inside of it. Right. right? Yeah. That oh, was a they great left little at detail. A point. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and it was just cool. They, they set up so much potential with that that they never pay off. But, um, <laughs> but that's beside the point. That's like, but it's so cool. Yeah. All right. All right. So, I mean, we, we aren't, but let's, uh, let's see what we're watching next. All right. Voyager. Okay. Season seven, episode 10. Oh, all right. Near the end. Shattered. <laughs> Not Shatner. After Voyager goes through, <laughs> after Voyager goes through a temporal rift, Chakotay, oh, great, finds he is able to pass through the, the time spheres that are scattered about the ship. Interesting. Finds he is able to pass through the time spheres that are scattered. I don't know what a time sphere is. Right. I guess I'm going to find out. But, uh, well, and I don't know. I always like I always like time oriented episodes. Right. So I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, like, do people know that he's passing through them or can people see them and he's the only one that can go through them? Yeah. Is this like vacation? <laughs> right. It's, it's his own little time. <laughs> like when he jumps back in, like no time has passed. So he's like finding these all these different paradise places and just spending a couple weeks there and then coming back they're like chakotay you look yeah. so tan since the last time i saw you five minutes ago <laughs> or is he sort of a la labyrinth just sort of stuck in a sphere that is just floating around you know spinning <laughs> well but he can pass through them so right so he has to wait for another one to pop by before he can jump to come into the by next one. Yeah. yeah probably not they didn't have the technology and <laughs> like the day uh oh is that why because they didn't have this technology not because it's a terrible idea well no i'm just i'm not saying it's a, that's why it's a terrible idea no it's a terrible idea <laughs> it's a terrible idea that's why they didn't make it it's not because they didn't have enough money they would have found a way if it was a good idea which is what voyager proves time and time again mm, okay no okay <laughs> don't buy it me neither yeah no what, what was the what was the first one we saw 